Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. So today we're in John 16, and before we go there, let's go to God in prayer. Father, thank you. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for your word. Thank you for letting us come before you. Thank you for letting me come before you and seeking you out. I pray, Holy Spirit, for you to guide us as we read. I pray that you would open our hearts and our minds and fill us with the words and the wisdom and the insights that you, Lord, would want for us to know. I know I can't handle it all. I can't I can't fathom everything that you that you know that is in this world. So I just pray, Father, that you'd open our hearts and our minds to the appropriate elements and that we would then be able to love you more, love you with all of our heart and our souls, and we could love our neighbors as ourselves. Father, be with us, I pray, as we read. Holy Spirit, guide us, and may it all be from you and nothing from me. And thank you, Lord Jesus, for your sacrifice on the cross. I'm so grateful. I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so let's go ahead and jump on into chapter 16, verse 1. All this I have told you so that you will not fall away. They will put you out of the synagogue. In fact, the time is coming when anyone who kills you will think they are offering a service to God. So it's interesting for that. This, this all, what struck me with that and it was impactful was life isn't going to get easier just because I know God, just because I know Jesus, just because he's in my life, just because I'm his doesn't mean it's going to get easier. If anything, it's going to get harder, but he's there with me and that's a good thing. Verse three, they will do such things because they have not known the father or me. I have told you this so that when their time, when their time comes, you will remember that I warned you about them. I did not tell you this from the beginning because I was with you, but now I am going to him who sent me. None of you ask me, where are you going? Rather, you are filled with grief because I have said these things. It would make me pretty sad too if all of a sudden I realized, hey, I'm, God is, Jesus is leaving and I'm going to get killed. I would be kind of self-absorbed in that too. Verse 7, but very truly I tell you, it is not for your good that I am going it is for it is for your good that I am going away unless I go away the advocate won't come will not come to you but if I go I will send him to you when he comes he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment about sin because people do not believe in me about righteousness because I'm going to the father where you can no longer see can where you can see me no longer and about judgment, because the prince of this world now stands condemned. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all, all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me, because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. And I thank God that he doesn't 
that he, that it's regulated and it's controlled. I could only imagine if I knew all that was going to happen. Verse 16. Jesus went on to say, In a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me. At this some of his disciples said to one another, What does he mean by saying, In a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me, and because I am going to the Father? They kept asking, What does he mean by a little while? We don't understand what he is saying. Jesus saw that they wanted to ask him about this, so he said to them, Are you asking one another what I meant when I said, In a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me? Very truly I tell you, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. A woman giving birth to a child has pain, but her time has come, because her time has come. But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. So with you, now is your time of grief. But I will see you again, and you will rejoice, and no one will take away your joy. In that day, you will no longer ask me anything. Very truly, I tell you, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. Though I have been speaking figuratively, a time is coming when I will no longer use this kind of language, but will tell you plainly about my Father. In that day you will ask in my name. I am not saying that I will ask the Father on your behalf. Nope, the the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and entered the world. Now I am leaving the world and going back to the Father. Then Jesus' disciples said, Now you are speaking clearly and with figures of speech and without figures of speech. Now we can see that you know all things, and that you do not even need to have anyone ask you questions. This makes us believe that you came from God. And I read these these statements and I and I get dumbfounded, but it's just me being arrogant. When I read this, I'm like, you just now believe? Dude, after three years? (laughs) But again, God is showing them the whole only what they can handle at the time. And they've come from a very structured religious background. So again, and I'm sure God sits there and thinks the same thing with me. He's changed my life. He's worked in my life. And yet I sit there and I'm like, "Uh, I still don't know. And so I just look at this and I can see so much of myself in the disciples. Verse 31. Excuse me. Do you now believe? Jesus replied. A time is coming and in fact has come when you will be scattered, each to your own home. You will leave me all alone. Yet I am not alone for the Father is with me. I have told you these things so that in, in me you may have peace. In this world... You will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. So there's, I mean, this is a, we're getting to the, towards the end of John and we're going to get into the crucifixion, but Jesus is speaking very plainly and he's really trying to get all of all of us to understand about the Holy Spirit and Charles Spurgeon writes about the Holy Spirit so much. And in 
John chapter 16, verse 7, he focuses on the, the statement where it says, But very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And he writes, It is essential, dear friends, that we should worship the living and true God. It will be ill for us if it can be said, You worship you know not what. You shall worship the Lord your God and him only you serve. The heathens err from this command by multiplying gods and making this and that image to be the object of their adoration. Their excess runs to gross superstition and idolatry. I fear that sometimes we, who profess and call ourselves Christians, err in the exact opposite direction. Instead of worshiping more than God, I fear we worship less than God. This appears when we forget to pay due adoration to the Holy Spirit of God. The true God is triune, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And though there is but one God, yet that one God has manifested himself to us in the trinity of his sacred persons. If then I worship the Father and the Son, but forget or neglect to adore the Holy Spirit, I worship less than God. While the poor heathen, in his ignorance, goes far beyond and transgresses, I must take care lest I fall short and fail also. What a grievous thing it will be if we do not pay that loving homage and reverence to the Holy Spirit which is so justly his due. May it not be the fact that we enjoy less of his power and see less of his working in the world because the church of God has not been sufficiently mindful of him? It is a blessed thing to preach the work of Jesus Christ, but it is an evil thing to omit the work of the Holy Spirit. For the work of the Lord Jesus itself is no blessing to that man who does not know the work of the Holy Spirit. So, <clears throat> I've grown up in evangelical churches, and I've grown up in, and I've gone to not evangelical. I've grown up where they're spirit-led and spirit-forward, and others that aren't. And I have to say, the spirit forward where we're truly understanding that, that the Holy Spirit works in us on a daily basis. I, I just listen to what Spurgeon says, and we have to recognize God is three parts, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. I mean, to forget that and to neglect it and say the spirit doesn't work and doesn't move today, just it deprives us of the fullness of God and it also just doesn't lift up and recognize who God really is so with that why don't we go back to God in prayer Lord thank you for your word thank you for the way you take care of us and thank you for your Holy Spirit so often I thank you Father and I thank you Jesus for your sacrifice and I forget you Holy Spirit I have you more as an errand boy, someone who's doing things for me rather than God and an element of God that deserves worship. So I pray for your forgiveness. I ask that I would worship you and recognize you, Lord God, in your completeness. And that today I would do your will, bring you honor, and submit completely to you, that I would be a vessel in your hands, 
and that you would use me. I pray for our families. I pray for our nation. For those who need protection and safety, I pray you'd watch over them and keep them safe. Those who need healing, Lord, I just, there's so many that I know about that are ill. I just ask, Lord, for your mercies and your hands to be upon all of them. I pray that we would love you with our whole heart and that we would love our neighbors ourselves. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.